Hello. This is the November 20th edition of Fix, the weekly newsletter written by Simon Andrews. This is the audio version made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Peak ads? As the graph shows the voracious appetite for ads continues. But are we nearing peak ads? Facebook don't talk about their ad load problems anymore but their algorithm is designed to utilize all their surfaces. Google search does not have much room for any more ads. TV breaks are not getting any shorter, 16 minutes an hour is fairly standard in the US. On the web there are banners and MPUs everywhere, plus the pop-ups. Even Amazon has few surfaces not carrying ads. YouTube just changed their DNC so they can now run ads and more videos, even those outside of the YouTube Partner program. When we run out of space for ads what happens? Economics means prices need to rise. With the push towards subscription and new do we have less ads? Does the demise of cookies and tracking mean less ads? When people fully recognize the effect of creative on media performance do we move to richer formats? I don't think the money has peaked but could we see a flight to quality? Fewer better ads? Ad tech? So it is six months since the is the report on programmatic was published. After the headlines that accompanied the report, has anything actually changed? Can you imagine any other industry where a big four accounting firm could highlight that 15% of the money disappeared in a black hole and nothing would happen? Augustine Fu is one of EdTech's top voices, very focused on the fraud and waste that the ISBA study called out. A new article from him celebrates a marketer that has elected to go direct with their digital media. Going direct works. It works for GAFA and it works for many of the top premium publishers. But they have struggled to get agencies and brands to invest, evidenced by the crap ads that appear so often. The UK's Ozone project has got further backing from the premium publishers who formed it a couple of years ago. Assembled to win back spent to premium media, it is performing well and now has the funds to expand. The major trends we expect to continue are based on the closer relationship between the advertiser and publisher, and the recognition of the reciprocal value each can deliver. We expect the conversation around understanding audiences in a cookie-free world to be high on the agenda over the coming year. Our conversations with advertisers have focused on what comes next, and how first-party data and contextual targeting will be key for future campaign delivery. Of course smart people do make the programmatic world work for them and if you have the right talent, and aligned goals, it can be highly effective. This long post about infodeprecation, already having an impact, and the mobile app ecosystem gets into some of the issues all marketers will face next year. And if you are interested in how premium publishers are faring, this leaked internal report from the Wall Street Journal is sobering. Merchant Whilst COVID has brought lots of big brands into the merchant space those who leaned in early are reaping the best rewards. The L'Oreal e-commerce business is growing twice as fast as the market and is worth almost $6 billion, and is profitable. Their CDO said. Since 2010, we've gone from 0 to 25% of our sales coming from e-commerce, and 62% of our media investment is now in digital. Nike gets it too. They even hired a CEO with a digital track record, who recently said. Our Nike digital business is already meeting our mix goal of 30%, nearly three years ahead of schedule and we will continue to grow from here. This quarter, our own digital channel grew 83% on a currency neutral basis, driving almost $900 million of incremental revenue versus the prior year. To paraphrase the old saying, the best time to lean into e-commerce was five years ago. The second best time is now. Whilst many big firms are dabbling with e-commerce, to succeed as a merchant you need the top executives to get it, and too often the smart digital people are quite distant from the board. Over the holidays we are going to see who has adapted and how hasn't. 
the FD have a good piece looking at how retailers have prepared for Christmas and delivery looks like it could be where the big problems are. Everyone is hoping we don't see a repeat of 2014 when Sainsbury and Asda had huge problems with Christmas grocery orders. There is no shortage of advice around the future of shopping. Lots of it is about getting the obvious things right, as these five tips from Facebook show. But to really win, the company leadership need to see the scale of the opportunity, and really commit. Everyone can learn from the people at the sharp end of the business. These insights from US agency Common Thread are really useful. And everyone should be watching out for live streaming. It is poised to be huge and we will go deep in next Wednesday's fix. In the meantime fix friend Anthony has a good summary of the current state in China and draws on his Facebook experience to consider why the West is still being slow. Social A note from Deutsche Bank lauding the work Snap are doing with R led to a spike in their share price. They are around their all-time high and value the firm at $60 billion. An odd story in the Telegraph pointed to the UK business borrowing $500 million from the US firm to cover their losses of $453 million. Feels like financial wizardry rather than anything fundamental. Still little clarity on the fate of TikTok but everyone seems to be carrying on as normal. The new Learn tab on TikTok suggests they want to emulate the huge range of how-to videos on YouTube. New tabs are a thing this week. Instagram has two. Shop and Reels. Reels feels like work in progress and is an aggressive move by Facebook. It will be interesting to see how quickly this gets populated, as it's the range of the content that feeds the algorithm. The shop feels like a more concrete move and is a recognition of an existing user behavior, rather than a hoped for one. Webb Smith from 2PM has unlocked a good thought piece on this. In this way, Instagram, and not Amazon, is building the closest analog to China's D-Mall with a collection of modern and luxury goods that appeal to younger and more affluent audiences. Facebook is building the anti-Amazon. Amazon Another industry falls under the relentless march of Amazon. Not that unexpected following their $753 million acquisition of PillPack in 2018. But, finally, Amazon have launched their pharmacy business. They will deliver your prescription medicines within two days for free, and the system connects with the arcane U.S. healthcare insurance system, to make sure customers pay the best price. I think Amazon crave items that drive regular deliveries as these can act as the funding for more occasional ones, wouldn't everyone prefer one delivery of all the parcels rather than the constant deliveries one at a time? Their push into logistics is further proof of this, getting someone else to pay for the delivery. But whilst pharmacy and logistics are classic Amazon, they still want to go up market and play in fashion too, and have hired a former Vogue creative director as the head of fashion direction. The constant experimentation continues, a new version of their smart glasses has launched. Still not sure the product makes sense but they are learning what works and what doesn't. And one day they can add R to Alexa and it will make sense. Creative Building on our focus on creative tech I liked this new Facebook report where they have analyzed 67 successful Facebook ad campaigns and derived 6 breakthrough creative behaviors. And two fix friends are collaborating with a fascinating conversation looking at the similarities and differences between creative on Instagram and TikTok. Worth reading and do sign up for their webinar. Nuve. This week's deep dive was on Nuve and we covered Disney, sports, gatekeepers, Netflix, cinema and the balkanization of TV. If you missed it, catch up here. One big topic in cinema was the fate of Wonder Woman and whether it would go on HBO at the same time as the cinema release. It has now been confirmed that it will launch on both on Christmas Day, a huge step for DTC as this is a movie predicted to make $1 billion at the box office. We also looked at the fact a deal with Amazon for HBO has finally been agreed. No coincidence. Plus plus.
Apple will reduce App Store cut to 15% for most developers starting January 1st. Firehose number 181. Cyclist, dashing to IPO, cyclist, great analysis of the DoorDash business. Benedict Evans, are you a SEAL? Marissa Meyer's next act is here, former Yahoo chief has a new startup. E.GG, freer creativity, new product experimentation, a new app from Facebook. Google Pay's massive relaunch makes it an all-encompassing money app. Good strategic thinking playing on hard mode. The future of play, Groupmon Gaming. Six things marketers need to know about Google's new analytics platform, GA4. The Apple Finger Controller, ready for smart glasses. Pepsi, Co. wants to grow its in-house ad measurement unit. Finally, I often describe my value as being an architect. This old Seth Godin article makes the point well. Architects don't manufacture nails, assemble windows or chop down trees. Instead, they take existing components and assemble them in interesting and important ways. If you need your digital business to be reassembled we should talk.